all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. Oh my gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. I understand that he's controversial. I understand that he's offended a lot of people. But I also understand he took oh, on the establishment, and that's the premier sin in American politics these days. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. I just saw this headline, which, uh, I don't know, makes me want to go home. In today's headlines, couples who are skipping having children because of climate change. That's perfect. Oh, my God. Makes you want to go home. Makes me laugh down to my belly. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. People are so amazing. from Studio C. See, your A, dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today, we are under the tutelage of our general manager. The fall of the Berlin Wall. 30 years ago today, if today was tomorrow. Close enough. I'm not working tomorrow. You can't make me. 30 years ago. One of the most amazing things that I've ever seen. What is, millions of us have ever seen. What, is, what was the Berlin Wall for people who are uh, younger? Jack, it was a wall in Berlin. Thank you. Back to you. It I divided I the, it now. the east, uh, <laughs> east and west Berlin and kept the, uh, the Rip poor Raff people out. of... <laughs> in Mexico paid for it! It uh, divided uh, the well. Berlin's kind of a funny thing. Anyway, it uh, it imprisoned the people of East Berlin and denied them the chance to flee to the West and freedom and the rest of it. It was one of the great symbols of oppression on the earth, uh, really, in the last couple of centuries. And uh, as communism crumbled, the people of Berlin yearned for freedom. Finally, and it's kind of a longer story than this, but. Uh, they started to, to bang apart the wall, and the authorities didn't shoot them for once. And then the people of East and West Berlin came together again and celebrated, you know, a new era. It's not been, you know, perfectly smooth since then, but it's an amazing uh, historical occurrence. I had a buddy in college. I was very jealous of the fact that uh, he had a giant chunk of the Berlin Wall. He was there when it happened, and he was one of the people sitting on top of it with a hammer, drinking and screaming and yelling and. That's fantastic. Kissing girls and whatnot. Wow. And they had a big graffiti-painted chunk of the Berlin Wall. That's amazing. In his apartment. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how he got it home on the plane. Wow. I've got one of he Keith just, Richards' guitar picks. And he just happened to be there because nobody knew this was going to happen. Right. Right. He's just on vacation. Yeah. Um, and the behind-the-scenes story, If I wish I could... I know there are a couple of great books about it. I don't recall the titles, but... Moby Dick. Moby Dick and uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls, I think, was about the Berlin Wall. Uh, but the behind-the-scenes frantic maneuverings of the dying communist regime trying to figure out whether to machine-gun their people again or not. And the orders coming from the Kremlin and the rest of it. It's amazing stuff. So is this actually uh, this Friday, as I understand it? That's what they tell me. So we have clips of the week coming up in a little bit? We do. That's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's Plus, introduce... we'll be analyzing for hours Jeff Sessions entering the Alabama Senate race, a story I've already heard 27 times. 
Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, pretty good. I got to take a flight today, and um, I think I'm going to be one of those people that takes off the shoes, puts up my feet. Oh, and oh just, no, no. Ah, take off your man. shoes and socks, just yeah. like you're airing out your toes. Oh, oh, I got a new pedicure good. with beautiful toenail polish oh, on it, and so, yeah, boy. just put my feet up there. Bring some nice hot fish dish onto the plane. Oh as yeah, well. something to eat, Tupperware. something smelly to eat. Yeah, that's a good one too. All the air marshals on you, Ma, on uh, you, Michael. <laughs> There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well, quite well. Um, now, uh, sea scallops. I've never eaten them. I don't know what they taste like. What? I don't know if I would uh, scallops it, enjoy them or not. But uh, the scallop season started this year. Uh, But it seems like the scallop fishermen of uh, Long Island were very disappointed because it came clear that most of the adult scallops uh, were not uh, where they usually were. Now, they are are blaming climate change for this, saying uh, with the the, the temperatures in the waters raising slightly enough to the point where it's no longer sustainable for the scallops. I don't know, but uh, the distributor sold only 24 pounds of scallops the first day of scallop season compared to 2,000 pounds he sold last year. That is in scallop news. <laughs> I'm working the scallop desk today. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> if that's climate change, it's going to be tough on the scallop business. Apparently, um, there's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. It is Friday. Oh, am I ready for Friday? I remain debt free. And now that I've given up what you guys keep calling gambling, I have more free time and more money, so the weekend is my oyster, and I am looking forward to it. What you guys call gambling. Yes. <laughs> yes. You, you you risk money to try to gain more money without doing anything. I, it's like investing, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say. a lot like it. Yeah. Sure. That sounds the same. Your description there was the same. Right. <laughs> you go to someone uh, a lot of times and get their advice. All right, here is what I think you should put your money on. Mm-hmm. Your description sounds the same. Exactly. Yes. You know, right. uh, uh, this is, well, I think you should invest in tech companies. Okay, I'll do that. Right. See how it turns out. Yeah. Hey, I won something. Hey, I lost. Yeah. Well, now, now that you mention it, where do you buy these scratchers? <laughs> mm. A lot fewer broken legs in the uh, traditional investing uh. realms when it doesn't go out well. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It's Friday, November 8th, the year 2019, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then. Let's do a radio show, huh? Precisely according to FCC rules and regulations at Mark. I had everything that money could buy, but freedom I have none. I've been looking for freedom. Put the whole song in there, so this ends when you guys want it to. Ladies and gentlemen, the great David Hasselhoff, German rock god, honestly, singing at the celebration of the... No, I went... No, no, no. no, no, no. no. The producer does not say when the song ends. You want more Hasselhoff? Um, so, how how true is that, that he's a big rock star in Germany? Oh, it's absolutely yeah, true. It's indisputable. Who, yeah. would he, who would he be the equivalent of in America? Do you have any idea? Because I don't have a sense of this at all. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Is he like Bruce Springsteen in Germany? Or? Especially considering the population of Germany compared to the United States. He is enormous. Enormous. The Rolling Stones. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. For a while he was. And he just, back in 89... They were having a big concert to celebrate the wall, and he said, yeah, I'll come and I'll play, but I want to play on the wall. 
thinking there's no way they'd say yes, and they said yes. So he came and sang his songs and became this, you know, cultural god right. in Germany as well. In the United States, he's known for hammered cheeseburger eating. <laughs> he's never had a hit in the United States, right? Not that I'm aware of. Uh, interesting. Did he have one minor hit about driving? Sure, yeah, it's, it's had yeah. songs on the charts yeah. and, and the rest of it. Yeah. But, but I've never in my life heard anybody say, I'm going to the, have you heard the new Hasselhoff album or I'm going to the Hasselhoff concert or anything Ma. like that? Albums no. went triple platinum in Europe. Um, Whatever that means. He sold 500 copies. I don't know what that means, but uh, that's that's really interesting. I think platinum's in the millions. Yeah. So I think three million records. Um, what are their headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, we've got two major figures eyeing a run for the White House. One in 2020, one in 2024. American company busted for opening the door for Chinese hacking of the U.S. military. And one of today's parents' biggest regrets. Coming up. Having had children with climate change occurring? That's oh probably boy. your biggest regret. Oh, for the love of God. Um, how, <laughs> how does mailbag look? <laughs> Uh, it's 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 good. It's it's fine. It's nice. It's humorous. Who announces for 2024 now? Well, I guess we'll have that in our news coming up. We get clips of the week next, which is very exciting on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Washington Examiner out with a story today. The growing number of Mexicans who fly to Canada then sneak across the northern border to get into the United States. Clever devils. So now we got to build another wall and make the moose pay for it, I guess. <laughs> make Canada pay for but it. That's an interesting story. <clears throat> oh, boy. Mailbag is coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, Michael! This time. First time ever. Wow. First nice job. Time ever. How's, How's it taste? In there, Michael? How's it I know. It, it sucks. Boo. Boo. You didn't know it was Friday. You forgot briefly it was Friday. Oh, my God. Idiot. Somebody <laughs> punch him. <laughs> Mailbag coming up in a moment or two. But first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Nancy Pelosi ought to go back to a district and take care of it because her district has become a mess. My phone call was perfecto. And Beto O'Rourke announced he's dropping out of the 2020 presidential race, said Beto. I caramba, no I presidente para me. She was drafting behind Bernie. This was Bernie's idea. And now uh, she owns this idea. And what she did today is take it from a healthcare idea to a tax idea. Doctors say the fall damaged axles. <laughs> I'd like, I know I want to have a monologue. I'm not sure I want to have the dialogue. <laughs> but I've learned that you got to have the dialogue to have the monologue. Let's have some fun with it, though. And let's, let's again, let's keep the high eye, not the low eye. First of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. The attacker can control smart home switches. Make online purchases, open smart garage doors, remotely unlock and start certain vehicles. I don't mean any disrespect, but it must suck to be that dumb. Sleepy Joe Biden, who's dumb as a rock. How old is your son? How old is that young man there? How old are you? 
How, how old? Yeah. Eight. Let me tell you, he's eight. He knows energy better than Joe Biden's son. Yana, my client was at home on the night in question. I know because he is never invited anywhere. Very nice. Mailbag. Now it's time, Michael. Go ahead. Our freedom-loving quote of the day comes from Ronald Reagan. General Secretary Gorbachev, if you seek peace, if you seek prosperity for the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, if you seek liberalization, come here to this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. What year was that? Do you have a year on that? Uh, 89, or 87, I'm sorry. It's June 12th, 87. So it was two years before the wall came down. Right. The, the foreign policy establishments... Uh, in the United States, the State Department, the deep state, if you prefer that term, um, begged him, ordered him not to say that. Too provocative, too strong. There's a rumor that it was actually taken out of the text of the speech, and he said, what the hell is this, and had it put back in. I don't know that that's true, uh, but that was extremely controversial to demand liberty. For the people of East Berlin and East Germany. what what's in, th- That plays into impeachment today, though, because there are a lot of people, you hear this regularly, that Trump was running some sort of shadow foreign policy or an alternate foreign policy. The president sets foreign policy, and there's a per- pretty good example of it. You don't have a shadow foreign policy for the president. That's the foreign policy. Right. Now, he, it might be hapless or odd. You might not like it. <laughs> right. But he can, the president can decide, and, and Reagan decided in the limo on the way to the speech that he was absolutely going to say that. He was still mulling it over at the time. Right. According to books that have been written. Right. But he, that was a major foreign policy decision. Mm-hmm. He made completely on his own as he's walking up to the microphone. That's not a shadow foreign policy. That's right. the guy that's the head of the branch that runs that making that decision. So if Trump decided, hey, I think I can push this guy this way or that direction, he gets to do that. Right. Now, to get information for a candidate for you're going to run against, that's a different story. Right, exactly. And that's, it's not a crime on its own, because hear, I hear that term, NPR uses that term all the time, an alternate foreign policy, a shadow foreign policy. No, the president gets to decide that. That's what's so frustrating about taking in the media these days, that these voices of authority are telling you things that are not true. And a lot of people hear that they believe that and who can blame them i mean for instance nakedly progressive radio they they're a big deal in the media and people listen to that they think okay that must be true and they get all fired up about it and it's just it's frustrating to hear now i happen to think rudy has turned into a crackpot i'm not sure what the hell he was doing in ukraine i'm not sure he did either honestly but the narrative you don't know what you're talking about idiot that the narrative that the president can't appoint a an envoy can't ask somebody, hey, I want you to go and meet with this leader and talk to him about this. Let me know how what his attitude is. The idea that that's somehow improper, that is wildly fictional. Now, if the foreign policy is purely to serve the man in office and not the country, that could be an impeachable offense. Different but, question. Yeah, different yeah. question. Absolutely. Um, uh, first of all, you all do such a great job of you see a story or a headline or whatever, and you think, oh, man, a and got to be talking about this. And you email it to mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, which is great. 
Um, please stop sending the story, Hawaii man dies after falling down lava tube in his garden. I don't know why you think that's funny or entertaining or charming that. or informative. Poor son of a gun is picking pomegranates or something, and it, the ground go, gives way, falls down some deep lava tube, and is killed. Oh, it's, it's horrific. In his own backyard? Yes. Oh, that's rough. 71 years old. That is rough. Finally enjoying a little quiet time after busting his ass probably his entire career. Lives in Hawaii. Working at the pineapple factory. He's got a taste for a pomegranate or whatever he was doing back there. He falls down a lava tube and perishes. Why are you sending this story over and over again? Lava tube. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. Lava tubes are amazing. Like long, thin caves opened burned up. by lava. Oof. Yeah. Probably wasn't a pleasant uh, way to go either. Uh, I, I would guess no. Um, it's been ages since we've done a haiku as part of Mailbag. Oh. Luann in Austin. Uh, sitting along this fabulous haiku, she goes, I've been hey, craving I'll... a little structure. This no. is going to be good. <laughs> Knowing how Jack loves a good haiku, uh, I thought I'd share. The worst form of art. They're High one... pew. They're... Shut yeah, exactly. Up. High pew. There was a young man from Cork who got limericks and haikus confused. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Whoops. That's <laughs> Thanks, pretty funny. Luan. Appreciate it. This note from Jeff. He came across this online. Wanted to pass it along. Today I learned you won't get fired for leaking to the press. You'll get fired for leaking about the press. Mm. The whole ABC, NBC, Epstein... Weinstein story. Yeah, yeah. So another billionaire defenders in the media. gets into the presidential race. It's, uh, is it going to change things? Stay tuned. How many gay char- characters are there in television shows? Eleven. <laughs> Compared to the population at large. Kind of an interesting story. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I get it. Um, I'm glad it's got a report out, and then I dug up some other statistics. So it's uh, it's worth a conversation. Maybe we'll get to that coming up. But right now, the news with Marshall Phillips. Well, we got two major players looking to get into presidential races. One in 2020, the other in 2024. <laughs> Whoever that is should maintain their silence. Now, first up, we've got former New York City Mayor billionaire Michael Bloomberg reportedly going to jump into the Democratic presidential race. Now, so 47-year-old, I'm sorry, 57-year-old, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. 67-year-old, excuse me, 77-year-old Michael Bloomberg. Get a ride in to save the day. Yes. He'll be scooter. He'll be 78 at the time of the Iowa caucuses. Correct. Holy crap. Anyway, back to you, Marshall. According to sources, the billionaire businessman planning to file for Alabama's Democratic primary and the state's deadline for filing is today. His spokesman telling Politico, quote, We now need to finish the job and ensure that Trump is defeated. But Mike is increasingly concerned that the current field of candidates is not well positioned to do that. Yeah, the only the only reason this is interesting to me is here's a a a guy with a ton of money who follows politics who thinks we ain't got anybody who can win. Yeah, and he's got a decent rep as a moderate. He's he's known on guns and a couple of other issues. He ain't gonna do squat. So you don't you think, don't think not no. squat? That's your so. analysis. So you think it's more of a nobody on this side can win rather than I'm terrified if the front runner currently does win because that means I pay a hundred billion in taxes or whatever. No, I don't think it's a personal thing at all. Okay, not not for a guy like him. Yeah. Um. 
I've said this before. I just I've, I've thought this is true for a long time. Everybody who's mayor of New York thinks they can be president. It hasn't happened yet, but they all think they can be president because they're so used to the tremendous amount of fawning national coverage. They really misunderstand their role in American life, the New York mayors. Going back to when I was a kid and Ed Koch. Right. Meanwhile, we got another major player who's eyeing a run for the White House as well. When I run for president in 2024, we want to definitely know what y'all laughing at. Yes, Kanye West is running for president in 2024. But before potentially moving into the White House, the rapper might legally change his name to Christian genius billionaire Kanye West for a year until you all understand exactly Wait, what again. it is. What, what did you say? Christian genius billionaire Kanye West. That's going to be his name? That's going to be his name. Going to do that legally for a year, he says. Very few people go with self-congratulatory descriptors as their own names. <laughs> well, that's beyond super cool Joe Getty. <laughs> I love seeing my people. Legal. I'm sorry. Sorry. No, no. You go ahead, Sean. I love seeing people who have not known Kanye experience the Kanye experience for the first time. It is fascinating. Christian genius? Yes. Billionaire. Billionaire. Yes. I'd have to go with bald, overeating, slack. Mm. Uh, I guess if you're, if you're just supposed to have three descriptors in your name. <laughs> Leading up to the big election. A New York-based company is being accused of selling illegally imported Chinese-made technology, uh, surveillance equipment and selling it as made in the USA. The tech equipment in question was sold to branches of the American military and allowed the Chinese to spy and hack us. U.S. Attorney Richard Donahue says the equipment sold by Aventura Technologies created serious cybersecurity risks. And according to court documents... The company held multiple contracts with the federal government, selling almost $21 million of security equipment to various military factions between 2006 to 2018. It would be insane to purchase anything of Chinese manufacture for our government on any level. Anything more important than crappy T-shirts, honestly. All right. Yeah, that, that era is over. It's got to be over. God, you would hope. The, the whole controversy over Huawei and Europe, not sure if they want to... Uh, it, it is so starkly clear at this point. What a terrible idea. The Chinese yeah. have to be thinking, I can't believe we got away with it for as long as we did. Right. I wish we'd had a couple of more months because we're really perfecting that technology. And But uh, we got what we got. Nice job, people. Got a new survey. New survey that finds more than half of all parents now feel they're just too busy to have fun with their kids. No, don't, don't. Come on. 2,000 parents with kids aged 3 to 16 were surveyed, and researchers found 55% believe they're missing out on the fun of parenting due to all their other obligations. Sixty. you got to take a look at your obligations. Which Change ones, your obligations. Which ones are actually obligations, and which ones have you chosen? I think you need to make a list. Yep, 67% of the parents worry about missing special moments while their kids are still young, and almost half admit they've already missed at least one important milestone in their child's life. There was another poll recently, if, you know, you enjoy being depressed. Uh, 62% of parents uh, surveyed admitted to spending too much time on their cell phones while with their kids. 62%. Um, well, yeah, I, yeah, I'm surprised it's that low. 
I mean, just in general for life. I think we all spend too much time on our cell phones with everything, whether it's for our uh, being with our kids or when there's a sunset present or, hey, look, there's a squirrel over there you can stare at. Right. Right. Speaking of kids, though, speaking of fun, the National Toy Hall of Fame has inducted three new entrants on Thursday. The now, winners. Wait a second. Now, we always mock the fact that yeah. some of these lists seem to come up every couple of months instead of once a year. Right. But didn't we do Toy Hall of Fame like just a couple of weeks no, ago? No, 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 no. Those were just the, peop- the toys that were in the running. These are the ones who actually got in. All right. You see, they put those out so people can vote on them. Anyway, the winners, the three winners... Matchbox cars. Yeah, hard to beat that. My oh, kids please. love matchbox cars, and they're oh. still cheap. Yep. The coloring book and the collectible card game Magic the Gathering. I don't even know what that is. Coloring books made it into the whatever the hell the Toy Hall of Fame is yes. anyway. Yes. The same year as Magic the Gathering? Yes. How does that work? Well, What's the nomination process? Has a, is a ball got to wait till Dungeons and Dragons? I think the ball's, that, yeah, I think the ball's already in there. Oh, they're good. Yeah, good. Where, where is this alleged Toy Hall of Fame you bring up every two months, Marshall? What is it? Who's ever gone there? Rochester, Does it exist? Rochester New York is right. where it is located. No, I'm booking my tickets right now. There you go. Beautiful Rochester in the winter. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So do you think Michael Bloomberg makes a splash in the presidential race? Do you think it's a thing? Well, there's a, a poll recently that 6% of voters said they would definitely vote for him. 6%? Yeah, at least conceivably. Um, a third said they would never vote for him. So he could be, right, oh yeah, yeah. But he could be a near instant second tierer, yeah. He could get on the debate stage. It's it's not out of the question that he could make a splash. He's pretty known quantity, um, and and you know on paper he's a decent candidate. What I heard somebody say, he's old, he's Jewish, and he used to be a Republican, so he's a combination of the three front runners currently. <laughs> Which I think is hilarious. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Elizabeth Warren was a Republican until she was forty-seven or something. Really. Like that. Oh. Yeah, I just want chaos, ugliness, uh, bickering, uh, backstabbing, that sort of thing. And I think his entry would increase that. We clearly, and maybe you think this is a good thing, we clearly as a society have just done away with any worries about age. Because when I was younger and when Ronald Reagan was running, that was a regular question about his age. Mm-hmm. Bloomberg announced, and at least to the coverage I heard, and I heard a fair amount, nobody mentioned it being a problem how old he was. I never heard it come up once. And he's going to be 78 in February. Right. Well, no mainstream media people are going to bring it up because several of their candidates, their beloved lefty candidates, are crazy old. You think that's why? Yeah, that's that makes sense. If, yeah. you, if you pointed yeah. out, well, Bernie's 78. Is that a problem? You'd have to acknowledge it's a problem for Bernie. Right. Right. And well, that the youthful, plucky, she's practically a girl in big tails, Liz Warren <laughs> is what, 71? And again, yeah. you, so you would be older on the day of election for your first term than Reagan was when he left. Yes. After eight years. Correct. And it was a concern he was too old when he ran. Right, and it was an openly discussed yeah. question. Yeah, and he had to he had to parry it in a debate because yeah. it, 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 was, it was something people were worried about. Right. So we've really moved on that issue. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I wonder how it would be if the parties were flipped, although... I just I also think it's just the changing demographic trends. People live longer. 
People stay sharp longer. Medical care is better, etc. So I, I think it probably is less of an issue than it was in 1980. I'll tell you one. I don't know if he's going to become a big enough deal to even worry about Michael Bloomberg. But um, a couple of weeks ago when he said, ah, China's not a dictatorship. And uh, no, blah, blah. He'd be soft peddling the Chinese thing. Oh, right. So that's trying to oh, go ahead. So he could get Bloomberg News and Bloomberg Finance back into China because they'd booted him out. Right. When he ran an unflattering story. About uh, Xi, so that's pretty weak. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Trump will bash him for that. Or somebody will. Hope. Yeah, yeah. Well, if, if you know, he ever gets to the point that Trump has to pay any attention to him. New York billionaire against New York billionaire. Two billionaire white guy New Yorkers could run against each other. Right. Because Trump is technically a Floridian at this point. So ends my analysis of Michael yeah. Bloomberg. I just I mean, wondered if you thought it was a big deal or not. Uh, I'm a no, you're a yes. It's not a no to me. Not a, not necessarily a no. But I don't care that much, except, <laughs> There's except that. in as much as it amuses me going forward. This has some potential to amuse me, so I'm interested. Glad took a look at how many gay characters there are on TV, and they're really disappointed that the numbers are not higher. And think the uh, TV, the networks are not doing a good job. I compared that with the statistics for the whole country. I think that's kind of an interesting Thing. Are you it, telling me that Glad is sad? If it seems like there's way more gay people on television than in your real life, you are absolutely right. <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt that that's true. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The food company Jimmy Dean is offering sausage-themed Christmas gifts, including scented wrapping paper. In related news, the dog just ate your kid's Xbox. (laughs) No kidding. Five sausage-scented wrapping paper. (laughs) My dogs will eat all Christmas presents. And I might also. Judy just texted me that Baxter had his head stuck in a cracker box. I'm not sure how he got access to it. She she couldn't get her camera out in time. Too bad we could have been viral, honey. Keep your camera with me. I've told you that a thousand times. (laughs) How are we going to go viral if you don't catch it? Here's our impeachment update. Uh, Not much happened uh, in the last 24 hours, in my opinion. And next week, they have a public hearing. So then we'll get back to it. There was one note from the hearing yesterday that I think is worth repeating. Okay. Yeah, soon-ish. And you will talk about it later? Yes, it's it's mostly just amusing again. Um, So, uh, GLAAD, which is one of your your big gay gay activist groups, standing up for the the, the gay crowd, Uh, they are are mostly happy in their latest report on TV representation of LGBTQ characters. All right. But not completely happy. Oh, the broadcast well, networks, who among us is completely happy, Jack? The broadcast networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, and CW, have reached a new high, but they're still unhappy that it's just 10.2% of series regulars on primetime scripted series. Oh, for the love of all that is entertaining. Are LGBTQ characters. That's up from 8.8% last year. So, getting to what I said earlier, if it seems like when you watch... TV shows, there are way more gay characters than there are in your regular life. Yeah. That is absolutely true. So I dug up the Pew statistics. Even in your states where you have the highest percentage of the gay population, 
like your Californias, your Oregons, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. The, the gay population is around 5%. So even in the states where gay people move to to be around other gay people, it's 5%. That's right. half what you get on your average network television. And Glad is not yet satisfied. Well, I don't blame them. You're always pushing when you're an advocacy group. You're always pushing for more. I guess. I mean, number one, who watches network TV? But so but, for the overall population, the, the, the LBGTQ uh, represents about 3% of the population. So it's three times yeah. the representation on television. So that, you know, it's, I just found that interesting. Uh, also, I'd never seen it broken down by states like that before. Um, not really that surprising. Oregon, Nevada, Massachusetts, California... All around 5%, that's at the top. Hmm. And um, I've personally known Did gay people know that. that have moved to some of these states. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, very bottom, uh, Tennessee with 3.5%. Straight, straight Tennessee. Um, there's one other note I was going to throw. Take oh. tight wranglers and, and get out. And, I, and I, I, don't, I don't care, but it's just... I just said it occurred to me watching various TV shows. There's always a several very gay characters. Right. I guess you can't be kind of gay on a TV show or you wouldn't get the credit for having a gay character, right? Uh, unless. If you're just quietly gay. If you're like a Pete Buttigieg gay, that's not going to give you any credit on the TV show. I'm sure there are examples. And again, I would have to watch network TV to know this. I'm sure there are examples of characters who are just human beings. And occasionally there is a reference made to their you know, their their same sex partner. Yeah. To be fair, I have not watched a network television show in a decade. Plus, these things go in cycles. I remember in the '90s, uh, there was a, a huge glut of fat, dumb white guys married to smart, hot women. Yeah, and that percentage was uh, not representative representative of the national population. Certainly either. not in my experience. Really fat, dumb guys married to super hotties. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin James, I'm looking at you. There are many examples. Oh yeah, yeah. Good times. That was, to me, the golden age of TV. No, no, it wasn't. Not even a little bit. This story's unbelievable. Oklahoma Hospital. At least 10 people have been hospitalized after they showed up to get their flu shots. As you're, you know, harangued to do over and over again. I mean, I hear the public service announcements, then I'm at the pharmacy and they ask me. I go to the doctor, hey, my knee hurts. Hey, while you're here, how about a flu shot? And I get that there's value to it and all, but these 10 people went to the hospital and they, well, they kind of accidentally gave them injections of insulin instead. And Ooh. at least 10 people have been hospitalized, including some, some oldsters and disabled people. Um, how does that happen? Uh, one person in particular uh, was uh, felt terrible and came in unresponsive. They passed out. Unresponsive means you're pretty screwed up. Yeah. Person had extremely low blood sugar, they noticed. Um, then uh, other first responders noticed others exhibiting similar symptoms. And, you know, thank God they, they figured out what had happened. Um, the shots were administered by a pharmacist who's been in practice for 40 years. Uh, that person is cooperating completely. Um, it feels terrible, is not trying to cover up their role, which is the way, you know, America used to work before if you made the slightest mistake, somebody would sue you and try to ruin you. Um, so good for you. But what are, um, although we, uh, maybe you ought to stop jabbing people with needles. <laughs> I think what, you're you're past your prime. Well, it happens a lot though. I mean, we do those statistics every time they come out. What is it like? Forty thousand people a year die from medical mistakes. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a yeah. lot. And I I caught a mistake one time just by luck. 
Uh, they're going to give me something they'd already given me, and it wouldn't have definitely would. I don't think it would have killed me, but it wouldn't have been a good thing. The thing I was getting into, oh, uh, and just you know, mistakes happen a lot. Well, one thing I've noticed is I am uh, going to be getting my second cool hip aftermarket hip customization. I'm thinking going spinners, getting chromed, um, but I'm doing or I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm self surgery. I've been practicing for a very long time. I believe I have the mental discipline to stay awake and. Uh, oh, yeah. Cut and into your own exactly. bones. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Well, it's, it takes a while to get to the bones, and that's the difficult part, Jack. Oh, jeez. I know. I, people are probably puking and driving off the road right now. I apologize. Uh, so, Have you seen the tools they use? What kind of tools uh, do they, they use no, to no, get no, there? No, 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 no. Not till I'm done. You don't want to know? Not till I'm done. I know enough I to know, know. I don't want to know anymore. I wouldn't want to know a thing. Yeah. I, I want to know what i got to do afterwards, but I don't know a thing about how you're doing it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I will tell you this. I'm very youthful and and very cool. Everybody knows that about me. But I have terrible arthritis in my hips, so I have to get my hips replaced at a ridiculously young age. But once the skilled, skilled surgeon gets you open and gets access to what they need, it's a pretty Home Depot procedure. I mean, it's sawing and drilling and, and screwing and stuff like that. I mean, it's not it's not as delicate as some things, and it's it's borderline violent. And I don't want to see it. Oh, God, Not until no. I'm done. Anyway, one universal opinion. I'm having this one done outpatient at a surgery facility. Every doctor, every nurse, every person I've talked to has said the same thing. You don't want to be in a hospital. And if you're in a hospital, get out of a hospital as soon as you can. You really? do not want to be in the hospital. There are sick people everywhere. All right. There are infectious diseases right. everywhere. The last place you want to... I found that uh, interesting and worth keeping in mind. Just keep the insulin away from me. A lot of sick people in hospitals. 